Hey, Dr. Bill Senyard again. This is the Gospel Rant, and once again, we're talking about discipleship with Pastor Jeff Buster, uh, formerly from uh, Australia, where he pastored. He's now in the Chicago region. Okay, Jeff, uh, we, we, uh, we're picking up where we left off, but I, you were talking about that for this one particular couple that you were, you were discipling or mentoring, counseling, all of those things. Uh, by the way, which term do you prefer? Uh, making disciples. Making right, making disciples. Right, so you right. were making disciples. You sensed that this husband, in particular, who was a wreck, right? I mean, and, and deservedly so. He he had done some. He had failed. Right, right. And you just, how did you discern that this that he had a particular gift? Right. And he didn't. Yep, yep. And I think uh, timing would be a very important here. It mm-hmm. uh, just because. Uh, with a fast food um, paced um, well, culture, yeah, consumeristic culture. Um, it has been my experience that true discipleship really doesn't work anything short uh, than uh, two years. Is that right? Two right, years, right? Right. Uh, it, it, there's a lot of movement in that, but when you're making disciples, um, uh, it, yep. And I, I, Jesus took three. I, I don't think it's because of the speed of God. Yeah. I think it's because of the stubbornness of humanity mm-hmm. and the longer that uh, we mm-hmm. are sort of set in our sin, in our ways, yep. it seems like the longer that... First, it takes forever just to admit we're wrong. Like It can take months. Yeah. And then it takes forever to get what we know about God from our head to our heart. Yep. It, and, um, and well, the counselors will tell you shame takes six months of, of really intentional counseling right, right. for them to admit right. that shame's involved. Right. And look, for the first year and a half, mm-hmm. uh, this an individual would generally talk about themselves, which is okay. First like, year and a half. First year and a half. My was son, that bad? My son will talk about himself. Now, he did ask today, Dad, <laughs> how are you doing? Which is probably a spirit moment. Um, <laughs> uh, see, see, that's but, my DNA. <laughs> that's, that's my thank DNA. you for that. Yeah. I, was a, I was very loved in that moment. But generally for the first year and a half, uh, they will talk about themselves because what they're doing is they, they're grabbing this new information, mm-hmm. either the gospel said in different language or a different approach mm-hmm. or more mm-hmm. pointed towards where their hurt is. Yeah. Um, and they are sort of fitting it into all the nooks and crannies of life. Hmm. And so that you take someone with repetitive sin, yep. I'd say, look, go out this week and do that sin every single day. And right? And so but let me tell you, guys are not gonna think of you differently. I'm not gonna think of you differently. I will hug you every day. You would so, tell them that. I will. Because what was their reaction? Their reaction was like, why are you a pastor? Because <laughs> I'm like, look. I imagine the session and, and the, the board would say that too. <laughs> You've been doing this for 30 years. What yeah. do you think one week difference is going to make in the kingdom? Mm-hmm. If God's patience for you has been 30 years long, mm-hmm. why do you think that you have to dress up now mm-hmm. since you're meeting with the pastor? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I am more concerned that you know what to do after you sin than right before the sin. Because mm. right before the sin, you're thinking, don't do it, don't do it, because then I'll be okay. Mm. Right after you mm. said, I did it, I'm not okay, mm. I need something other than me. And that's what we call salvation, right? And to hear that is pretty jarring, probably, unless they're just really hard to hear you say, yeah, because sin this week, let's talk. And I'm, I'm behind you, I'll, I'll hug you. That's got to jar them. It's huge, it's yeah. huge. But then, because what my eagerness is, is to talk less about the sin itself mm. and more about now that you are a sinner again, mm-hmm. how fast will it take you mm-hmm. 
to be able to receive the amount of forgiveness God mm-hmm. wants to give, mm-hmm. the speed of grace He wants to give, mm-hmm. and how will you allow God to interact with you in the Spirit mm-hmm. from it? Okay, I love this. So how do you make that transition? I love this. I mean, that's, I, I can see getting there, but how? How do you get to which part? This, this person who's sinning every day for a week yep. <laughs> to that. To actually seeing the Holy Spirit even slightly at work in their lives. Yep. Uh, so generally, uh, the person is um, is ignorant in two areas. One about themselves and the other about God. Okay. And if you want to get to know yourself, you look at yourself through God. Because uh, if you put it in the imagery of blueprint, hmm. uh, the architect knows best on mm-hmm. how the design's meant to work. Right. Right? He built it. Right. Right. And which is a large right. part of Proverbs. I mean, mm-hmm. Proverbs is just mm-hmm. great wisdom. Mm-hmm. It's also the blue, mm-hmm. the, the, uh, the architect mm-hmm. saying, and hey, let me just tell you how humans work. Right. Right. And so... Generally, when someone is, and I guess we're sort of getting into like the, the pattern of sin here, which is often why people are willing to do large movements in discipleship. Um, generally, they don't know why they are doing it. Mm-hmm. Setting, hurting people. To, to use your language, they, mm-hmm. um, it, they don't know why they're triggering. Right. Uh, and they don't know. Almost never. Yeah, like, exactly right. They, it, they're just so reactive, and they think. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not going to start saying me because it's okay. a lot easier to say they. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that um, my sin at 11 o'clock started at 10:30 p.m., mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is just not the case. Mm-hmm. So, my goal mm-hmm. is for someone to be so controlled. By the spirits, mm-hmm. and this is really Romans eight language, right? Like yep. this is this Clearly. is. If you want to be a child of God, follow the mm-hmm. Spirit, mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. by then you will know you are a daughter or son mm-hmm. of God, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. If you want to be able to get over the flesh's complete control of you in mm-hmm. one particular area, mm-hmm. it means that the Spirit has to have control of you in all the other areas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you're not saying, hey, God, do you have an opinion about my life or thought or something mm-hmm. at, um, earlier on in the day? Then when it comes uh, time where you just naturally trigger, right. you naturally run into something, uh, this, the flesh will say, hey, I have a good idea. Mm-hmm. I've owned you for the last 24 hours. Now you're pretty much handcuffed to me. Do this. Mm-hmm. And you have to jump. So my goal with sitting with them is to walk through their day. I'm going to say today. Today, yeah, day. yeah. Tell me about your highs and lows. Mm-hmm. Let's follow a train of thought mm-hmm. that gets you to this place. Mm-hmm. And and generally, we'll pause a lot because mm-hmm. they'll say, you know, I do a small thing, mm-hmm. but it, it bugs me so much mm-hmm. when someone doesn't respond when I do this. It's like, oh, well, let's talk about that. And um, and generally, what you'll find, actually, almost every time, you will find people are needing something from humans that God needs to provide. Hmm. Now, it's not wrong to need from humans. It's good for me to need love for my wife. Yep. But it's wrong for me to need more love than one human could ever give. Mm-hmm. Right? And if you sat down, I promise you, you could find places where I tried I have mm-hmm. more expectations mm-hmm. from my wife mm-hmm. than she can't do. That she can't do, right? And so it's really going through every part of the day and squeezing mm-hmm. in all the elements of what Christ accomplished when he came, when he rose, when he went again, and he brought the Spirit, 
into the life. And that's mm-hmm. why going back again, after you sin is a pinnacle time. Because after you sin mm-hmm. is the time when you, we have the most self-judgment, mm-hmm. the most shame, mm-hmm. the most forgetfulness, mm-hmm. the most unbelief. So if it was me, theoretically, if it was me, I mean, I'd be, I'd be blaming the other. I mean, I'd, I'd slide into blame. Right, right. right. Yeah, so you can talk about Jesus. You can talk, you know, but, but you know, the reason I did that was because that person said or didn't or didn't do or didn't live up to my expectation, and I'm locked there. Right. How do I, how do you break into that? Yeah. Uh, so it's hypothetical. Hypothetical. So you're an externalizer, <laughs> and I'm an internalizer. I'll bottle up and put on the cap, and I'll, I'll, like I'm the worst. I'm my worst yeah. enemy, yeah. and uh, everyone else. I'm your enemy, right? Yep. So it's just I'm the enemy in both yeah, cases. Yeah. Yeah. So you're to work. You right. See, It'd be great for you and I to get this count right. because I'd blame you and you go, yeah, okay. So let's say that I'm sitting down with a couple right. uh, to to do some disciple making, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a there's a rule. You are not allowed to talk about the other person. Oh, that's a rule. That's and a you, rule. And you enforce that. Look, when that, when I'm together with them, I'll say, when we get together, mm-hmm. we don't talk about you. Mm-hmm. We talk you about us. If they do? I do. Mm-hmm. Well, I will redirect Okay. It, it will be because, and this goes back to your question, what do you do when you blame? Right. Um, my assumption is if mm-hmm. I'm looking at a human being, I am looking at a sinner. Mm-hmm. My other assumption is whenever you get two human beings in a room, yep. two people sin. Yeah. Right? So uh, I'm like, look, I'm sure. I'm sure that, that other person has some faults. Right. Yeah. And, and when I sit down with them, we'll talk about those faults. Mm-hmm. But right now... There's, I have faults and you have faults. Mm-hmm. And if you want to move closer to Christ, mm-hmm. or put it another way, if you want Christ to be effective mm-hmm. in your life, mm-hmm. we have to talk about the area that you carve into the dissension mm-hmm. or something like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And it's what you never mm-hmm. do is say it's just the other person. What you never mm-hmm. do is say it's only you. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it's a large part. Of them, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not not them. It's not them. Right. But um, I will I will ask particular questions such mm-hmm. as, hey, so if you were to go back and counsel yourself in this mm-hmm. interaction, mm-hmm. where would you say that probably was not mm-hmm. um, what God asked you to do in the conversation? Mm-hmm. If you're totally honest, if you're like, yeah. look, if I could just tweak something mm-hmm. a little. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the other question I would often ask is, is God asking you mm-hmm. to change anywhere next time if you had the same conversation? Mm-hmm. Like, is, would, would he be pushing against you at mm-hmm. all? Uh, because I'm very, and sometimes they just say no. Yeah, right. Well, like if they're being defensive. Straight, they might. They're right. like, yeah, I'm not hearing God. So at all. I'll say I'm going to read three pieces of scripture for you. Mm, okay, back to scripture. And I'm um, I'm not going to make any comments on them. And then mm. I'm going to ask you the same question. Mm-hmm. So what do you read? Well, it depends what what it okay. is. Like, yeah. um, if it's defensiveness, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, obviously mm-hmm. I'll talk about a bit of a log in the eye. Okay, right. <laughs> and so that sort of. That yeah, gives I hate them, that passage. That gives them a bit of a clue that I'm looking for something in yeah, themselves. Right? Um, but if I'm looking about hurts, I'll go to mm-hmm. Romans 12. Because it's a beautiful mm-hmm. place to talk about vindication is mine. Mm-hmm. Like, don't mm-hmm. grab for it yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, depending on what it is, mm-hmm. just scripture that I believe, if I read the scripture and there's any sensitivity to the spirit, 
the and then I asked the question again, would how would you counsel yourself mm-hmm. or is there any tug mm-hmm. from reading these mm-hmm. to say this would be an area mm-hmm. where let's just say it's the most minute apology ever. Mm-hmm. If I said you're allowed to have a conversation but you have to start with apology, what would it be? Oh, what would it be? Man, you're brutal. Uh, and at that point the focus is back on them again. And then I can go to the other person when they're in the room. Yeah, so the other person is in the room. Do you ever separate them? I do separate them. If Sometimes I will... Now we're going to a little bit more marriage counseling. But right. I will allow the conversation to go but for... You probably use the same techniques in marriage counseling. Very similar. Yeah, you're making so disciples. Three to four minutes. If I leave it for three or four minutes... Depending on how steep the slope is mm-hmm. to uh, mm-hmm. to degrade mm-hmm. in name calling, mm-hmm. uh, it's helpful. <laughs> it's helpful to see that. But sometimes mm-hmm. I will do. Uh, I will push them away, mm-hmm. and um, and then I come back in, and they're only allowed to speak through me. Oh, okay, uh, it, that's a bit. That's a. It's more counseling. Right. Right. Uh, so this is different than the typical. I mean, so I was discipled when I was a young Christian. Twenty. 23 years old and it was memorizing scripture and, and uh, witnessing and what else did we have to do we had to pray 10, 10 minutes a day then going up to 15 going up to 30 and check boxes and stuff this is different it's very different because and it, I think you know Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians about it's a weakness that becomes your strength right mm-hmm. and uh, it might it's a large part come out of my weakness is memorization Right. Uh, I did study. Uh, I did have to memorize a lot of scripture in a kid uh, in a school as a kid. Uh, there's a lot of shame involved because I couldn't do it. But um, I can now jump around and just go to different passages, not because mm-hmm. I've memorized it. Mm-hmm. Memorizing is a wonderful thing. Let's go back again. God asked the Israelites to memorize it, right? Yeah, like yeah, it's a, memorize yeah. is a good thing. Meditate it's a, it's, on the word. It's in your back pocket. However, like the power for the scripture for me, and it got sunken into my mm-hmm, mind mm-hmm. after it became a relational thing for me. Okay. So, if I if I can sort of I could outline mm-hmm. Romans for you now, mm-hmm. because I went through it and I prayed through it. Mm-hmm. Now, education definitely helped with it. Yep. But it, when you think, oh, so you know, we talked about Romans eight. Mm-hmm. Well, what's what's the what's the relational tension of uh, of Romans seven? Well, you, Paul's kind of on the border of hating himself, right? Yeah. He's, he's like, all right, like I get it, I get it, I get what's right, there. I get what's there. wrong, I can't do it anyway. And I'm like, yes. Mm-hmm. Hate, self-hate. I get it. Mm-hmm. And then he comes out of the gate in Romans eight one. There is no condemnation in Christ mm-hmm. Jesus. Mm-hmm. And by that point, I'm like, that's it. Mm-hmm. I want no condemnation. How do you get there? Mm-hmm. Well, Romans eight is the answer to that. Mm-hmm. And as I kept um, sort of alluding to as we're talking, that the answer is God's mm-hmm. interaction with us through the Spirit. Mm-hmm. He gives us the scriptures Mm -hmm. to give us the the playground or the Mm -hmm. building blocks Mm -hmm. to work with. Mm -hmm. Then the spirit comes in and personalizes it and says, this is now a particular thing for you. And this uh, last session, we talked about moving yourself outside of a job. I have moved myself outside of the job. When someone comes to me, and this is the end of the two years that we talked about. uh, uh, When someone comes to me and they say, Jeff, Mm -hmm. This happened. Mm-hmm. You you know all about why this happened. I'm like, yeah, yeah. 
And then I asked God the question that we talked about. Okay, okay. And God pushed back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he said, and he just brought like Romans 11 to mind. Mm. And he said, you need to, to go this direction mm. because of this passage. And you'll notice at this point, I am not a player. Mm-hmm. I am now a testimony hearer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If they can go into mm-hmm. a situation yep. and then they can think, where are the building blocks and scriptures to get me there? And then they ask, God, what is your desired interaction with me based upon these scripture building blocks? And from that, there's movement in their Mm -hmm. own hearts Mm -hmm. and they don't trigger like they did before. Mm -hmm. And then they come to me Mm -hmm. and give the testimony. I have now worked myself out of the job. Mm -hmm. At the very beginning, I'm going through every step of that. At the Mm -hmm. end, I'm Mm -hmm. hearing about it. In between, You're working with them as they work through it. Exactly. Can you do? The, can you do the? If, uh, let me see. What's the right question? Can you do this from the pulpit, preaching once once a week? I mean, or is this this really is the way we have to do it? I I do think you can do it from the pulpit. Mm-hmm. The the way that I see the pulpit now, there's a lot better preachers than me. But the <laughs> you're pretty doggone good. <laughs> well, thank you, father-in-law. <laughs> um, but the way that I see the pulpit is uh, we talk about building blocks. Yeah, it gives me a a, a structural platform of mm-hmm. a scriptural foundation mm-hmm. to jump off into into multiple conversations in the week. So when we get together, okay. I don't have to say, "Hey, good... let me give you whole, all this insight right. into this passage." It's right. like, "Hey, you know what we talked about? Mm-hmm. I want to jump off of that and mm-hmm. personalize it a little bit more." Got it. Because you can never personally and they have context now. Exactly. Because you're never allowed to preach to one person from the pulpit. That's just wrong. Right. Right. And we do that. We're tempted to do that. We're tempted to do that. And the Spirit often tells me that I'm doing that with a person, with an example. Right. So I have to take it out. Right. But um, that gives us a platform for conversation mm-hmm. midweek. So, Jeff, I'm going to, uh, if you don't mind, have you come back because we want to talk about spiritual gifts. It's part of the discipleship stuff. It's really something that you emphasize. So can you come back for a third time? Absolutely. All right. Uh, so, listeners, we will see you next time on Gospel Rant. Have you ever considered yourself a messenger? Whether it's mics like this, bookshelves around the world, stages to take, or art to make, or perhaps businesses to build, it's time we start testifying truth unashamedly, creatively, and in love. My name is Tamara Andress, the host of the Messenger Movement Podcast, which is designed to catalyze Christians to speak, write, build, and testify. If you're ready to turn your message into a movement and want to run with other messengers doing the thing at scale globally, Search and follow the Messenger Movement podcast on your favorite podcast platform today or lifeaudio.com.